This is Danielle Grouchek, founder of Canine Inspired Change. Welcome to the Canine Inspired Podcast, where we explore the connection between humans and dogs and give you tools to strengthen your bond with your dog and with your community so you can get out there and do good with your dog. Hey, hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Once again, we have my friend and all-around bad ass whoops i already swore so you know it's gonna be a good one <laughs> owner of sundown border collies miss jamie Dow. welcome jamie hi there thank you so much for having me on you are welcome you're one of my favorite people so oh. um, we're, um everybody we are live at jamie's ranch so i'm looking out the window and i just want to describe my view first of all it's beautiful Green grass and open fields and blue sky and clouds. And also then there's a, uh, a big pen with seven puppies in it, including one of mine who I get to bring home next week. There's also a few um, hens running around, a couple guard dogs. We've got a, a, a handful of cats cruising. There's a couple horses in the barn. We had the door kind of open just now. <laughs> we'll go close it. Anyways, it's really casual, but it's such a great place to be. Um, so I'm really appreciative that you have hosted us here today. So thanks for having us. Well, thank you for coming. So what is it What is it like to ha live this kind of a life? And what kind of drove you to be like, hey, not only am I going to Am I going to work with border collies and breed border collies? But I want some horses. I want some. I think you have a donkey. You've got pigs. You've got chickens. So, is this um, a conscious choice that you've made to build this type of a life? Yeah, it has been. I've had horses my entire life, actually. So that was my number one thing. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, we currently have 14 horses. Wow. Yep. Um, we have quarter horses, mules, and Belgians. So um, one of the goals of mine is to build up a driving horse business. We want to well. talk about that because, okay, so that's a good segue. Because you went to an auction two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and it was a ways away. So I got to watch seven puppies at seven weeks old for the entire day. You did. And it was incredible. We can talk about that in a minute. But also you went to the auction because you got a really cool, like, Conestoga wagon, right? Well, we were kind of looking around to see what they had available. Um, one of the things that we are building on um, is kind of all of our horse-drawn machinery and mm -hmm. horse-drawn vehicles, that kind of thing. So they happen to have a covered wagon down there. Mm. And um, my husband, Jim, decided that would be a good purchase for us. <laughs> so it needs some paint and a little bit of work, but it, it looks like it's in pretty great shape and we'll be able to pull that with our team. I was able to see it on the trailer. It looks so cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so you're going to restore this wagon, covered wagon. Yep. So for people that don't know what we're talking about, it's like Little House on the Prairie, the kind of wagons that you would see in like the westerns, right? With yeah, like the white kind, over the kind top. of. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty long, and then there's benches that run along down each side of it, so it can seat quite a few people in there. Okay, cool. I'm just. Oh, I 
was just shutting the door. We had a myriad of cats <laughs> running in and out. It's kind of fun. Um, okay. So what you're going to do then with that is going to offer people like wagon rides, right? Yep. Eventually that's kind of in my business plan um, is to be up and running by winter to offer sleigh rides. Oh my gosh. How fun. Yeah. So then, so what does that look like? So we're about an hour and a half from the cities, right? Mm-hmm. Hour and 15 minutes, mm-hmm. depending on where you live in the cities, meaning St. Paul, Minneapolis. Right. And so we're in Wisconsin now, about, a, about a, like I said, about an hour or so away. Yep. So if a family wanted to come up, drive an hour, have a ride with you, what would it look like and how can they get a hold of you to do that? Well, um, eventually I will have a website for that or, or at least a Facebook page that people are able to get a hold of me. Um, right now I'm kind of focused on the training and you know, uh, we have, we do have a couple of our draft horses that are younger. So Mm -hmm. getting experience under their, under their belt, you know, before, uh, doing that, we hopefully will be able to run these sleigh rides on our property as well as our neighbor's property. Um, because he has quite a bit of acreage over there and some open land and Mm -hmm. go through our woods as well. So fun. So, I mean, I'm just a fan of this on many levels, but one being, okay, animals, let's get people exposed to animals and anything you can do to work with animals, I think is a plus, but also let's get people connecting with each other that might normally not intersect yeah and let's get kids from the city that wouldn't really see usually a pulling team a horse pulling team let's let's get them exposed to that let's know each other more i think there's just no downside to getting to know each other more especially people who you normally wouldn't cross paths with and think you don't really have a lot in common with you know yeah exactly you know there there is a big disconnect i think with different walks of life Mm -hmm. and especially the farm life versus the city life. Sometimes people don't really know or understand what it takes to have this kind of life and raise the meat that they eat. Exactly. We do, we do raise pigs and, and sheep and, you know, getting into cattle and that kind of thing. So it's not all (laughs) rainbows. Yeah. It's not just petting ponies, right. Or just, or even just hanging out with puppies or, you know, I'm not trying to like shame anybody, you know, they, it's, it's hard work. It is a lot of work. And so, but yet you get up, you make your own day, you guide your own kind of ship and you, that's, that's gotta be a plus to it. No, there is a plus to it. Um, I'd like to say that I run my own schedule, but that's not necessarily (laughs) true because the animals obviously have a schedule that Mm -hmm. they want kept and they need kept in order to run smoothly. Right. Well, okay. So I can vouch for this, firsthand in that it was like oh my gosh I'm so excited I actually get to keep these puppies seven seven week old puppies for one day right it was yeah. like a seven in the morning to like seven at night let's say let's say a 12 hour situation it was at least 12 hours. it was at least 12 hours right so and you know I'm 
a dog trainer. I've worked with dogs my whole life. I've had multiple dogs my whole life. Um, however, I went into it with, a de- I think, a degree of humility because I've been here visiting and these puppies are like, wow. Okay. So I was like, okay, I know it's going to be hard. I'm up to the task. I like to do hard things. And, and then I got the puppies and it was however hard I thought it was going to be and and beautiful and like amazing it was 10 times both of those things <laughs> yep and I don't think I could have done it alone like you just we set up our whole cabin where like the we have a poured concrete floor in the in the basement of our cabin so we set up the whole thing where it's like nothing there's no rugs you know we just have puppy blankets and we have a slider and we're in and out my husband was helping me but it was I don't think I sat still for more honestly than like 10 or 15 minutes at a clip no if they're awake you're moving oh my gosh and then like when they actually all hit the magic hour where they were all napping at the same time we looked at each other and we're like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) quick grab food grab some water then we gotta get back down here because no one's gonna get up going again yeah um but it was such a great experience to just see them in that atmosphere be able to spend that much time with them and but also to just realize how much well number one they eat they do eat a lot of food yeah and (laughs) and of course then how much they poop and pee like i mean but also how much work it takes and like at the end of it i'm like i think when you came to pick them up i was like you're not charging people enough for these <laughs> yep yeah like well we know there's many different ways of raising litters of puppies yeah you know, let's talk about from that from the people that keep them out in outside kennels to the people that raise them in their homes like i do mm-hmm. you know there's different levels of work there's different levels of involvement yeah saying that one is better than the other sure. but this is how we, we choose to raise ours so there's a lot involved in it and there's a lot of work involved in it and yeah. hustle right well okay so okay so there's so much there to unpack but because you're choosing to raise your puppies in the house and uh they're getting um they're primed to really go into any type of uh any type of situation yep they sure are and you said something i think a while back when we were talking just uh, just in passing and has stuck with me and it's just kind of like when you have when you have a litter of puppies they're kind of that's your full-time job like that's your job until these puppies go to their forever homes yep yep so it is on like it's on like donkey kong (laughs) and like there's this is 24 7 and 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 here we go right you know when their mom has them the first two (laughs) to three weeks Mm -hmm. there's less to do sure but as soon as they start motoring that's when things Mm -hmm. really kick up and the schedule gets a little more interesting (laughs) so their mom's name is ren so she weaned them at like what approximately what age oh um she had cut down on her feeding of them by three weeks by a lot so at three to four weeks i had introduced solid food to Mm -hmm. them and it was available for when they wanted to eat Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so is this something that you guide or is this just something that you let the mother decide the dog mom decide well i tend to let the moms decide Mm -hmm. i'm not really able to force them to do anything you know and i spent 
it's kind of a waste of time to sit there and worry about whether yeah. she's feeding them enough. <laughs> well, any worry and, is a waste of time, really. Yeah, yeah, yep, that's true. So I knew that she'd have enough forethought or maternal instinct mm-hmm. in her, at least, to keep them alive and keep them as fed as much as you know she mm-hmm. needed to at any given time. Mm-hmm. And then when I introduced the food to them, then it kind of cuts back a little bit mm-hmm. on how much she needs to feed them. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of supplements that. And then all of a sudden, they're just eating and drinking on their own. Wow. And just nature takes its course. Takes Life its course. moves on mm-hmm. regardless of how much we worry or try to force or try to control. Really, none of that is needed because yeah, it's not, not going to do dog. anything. <laughs> well, and just in general, too. Right, right. And, and I think this also speaks to a lot of like uh, humility that I'm trying to be conscious of cultivating in my life because the ways that I thought I was humble, I don't think I was. And the, so, and, and also it's just, it's being presented to me in new ways, such as trust the mother dog. They know what's going on. Um, trust the veterinarian schedule the shots, like trust the people who have the in like the knowledge that you don't have. Therefore it takes away so much more worry. It takes away so much worry. Mm -hmm. Trust the breeder. She knows what she's doing. You know, otherwise the mind spins and it looks like worry, but really it's just a ton of ego thinking that, you know, or that you're worried that you, you're, you've heard something or, or you know how uh, how something should turn out when really it's just a ton of control and ego. Yeah, you're right about that, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think just in general, mm-hmm. if you can step back and just say, I've researched this. This is my decision. This is my course of action. I'm going to stay on it. And then move forward with knowing that you have, you know, done your homework and and trust and you have trust in the people that you're dealing with. Well, then you a lot of that stuff can just kind of like wash away. Yeah, it can. And I I think there's a lot of owners or new puppy owners that they sit there and they worry about when that puppy is going to come home. And then they create all these scenarios that might never happen. Exactly. So, okay. So perfect. Because I actually talked to you about this the other day, you and I are friends. So I came in to see Stevie Nicks, who's my puppy. And she, um, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love her so much. Like, and then I'm like, Jamie, I have to talk to you. I've been worrying like what's, I don't like, when I take her home, I'm afraid she's going to be so sad and miss everybody so much. She's going to be crying. And I just took her away from everybody. And the first thing I did was something mean to her. And, and mm-hmm. then you can talk about what your response was to me. Yeah. So I basically told you that it was the the last thing that you ever needed to worry about yeah. was whether your puppy was going to bond to you. Yeah. And whether she was going to worry about where her brothers and sisters were yeah. at. They've been bred for hundreds of years to bond to us. Yeah. As long as she has you, she's not even going to give them a second thought. Yeah, <laughs> right. She's there in the, her rear view mirror. She's moved on. They're very, they're very owner centric. They yeah. sure are. Yes. And our lines in particular bond very hard to their people. Yeah. You talked about that actually when we were coming, when I was coming to visit the first time, like the smells and mm-hmm. they just start to know who you are. And, and it really is like I can tell they know me from each time that I come to visit. Yep. 
um, sure can. versus like, let's say my husband who didn't know them, they, they, they don't know him as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can for sure tell even in, at seven weeks old. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that always surprises people, but you know, I'm like, well, they're, they're puppies, but mm-hmm. they have working brains, yeah, you know, right. and they mature a lot faster than a human would. Right. So yeah, it yeah. only stands to reason they're going to remember things quicker than we would. Right. Okay. So, okay, great. Let's talk about a big, a hot topic because as um, I was raising my first dogs, I would, you know, look up to people who were, who were trainers as I started to apprentice under them. And they'd always told me, do not free feed your dog. You know, you have to control the resources. And so I know that you have different thoughts about that. And I'm so curious about, um, how you handle all of that. And, um, puppies a little bit different you always want them to have food but just even into adulthood okay well let me start by saying that hot topics always kind of make me nervous <laughs> i'm not an expert no hot topics what. make everybody nervous <laughs> but i know that you're brave and like well like listen we're not saying that this is the only way we're not saying that we know it all we're just saying right. this is our experience this and, is my experience yeah, yeah. so my Good. experience is I don't have dogs with weight issues, uh, and so I have a bin of dog food sitting down that's about 150 pounds yep. worth of food at any given time. All of my dogs have access to that bin anytime that they want mm-hmm. to. I do not feed meals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only time I would feed meals is if I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any issue with food aggression. Mm-hmm. towards me mm-hmm. or necessarily other dogs mm-hmm. i do have my husband's really old dog she kind of lays by the food bin but she still lets everybody come up and eat i don't know what <laughs> she's doing she's just sleeping there all she the just time. wants to let them know that she's there yeah, yeah i'm yeah. here i'm yeah. Gonna, you know okay yeah um so i don't know if it's because the supply is always there, it takes mm-hmm. the stress off of the situation. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense to you, mm-hmm. yeah. they don't care. I can go in and um, I am a bad dog owner. I do feed table scraps. So why well, I don't think that's a bad dog okay. owner because I do feed <laughs> table scraps too. So I can I can put a plate of food down and have six dogs eating it, and I have no problem sticking my hand in there and picking yep. the plate back. Up. Yep. I've never had I've never had an issue with it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the puppies go. You know, in the only thing that really makes sense to me is we can't decide what they need, how much they need, mm-hmm. and when they need it. Mm-hmm. So I always have food down for puppies. Mm-hmm. The only time I pick it up is a few hours <clears throat> before bedtime. Okay. Just to help with the crate training. Whoops, I didn't do that <laughs> when I watched them. <laughs> I left it down until you got there. Whoops. Well, that's fine. I was like, Mark, we're leaving that food down. <laughs> they, they have to have it at all times. No, okay. that's totally okay. fine. <laughs> you know, people can do whatever works for them, but they're growing and they they go through these spurts too Mm -hmm. where it seems like they're so hungry. They're so hungry. They're so hungry. And other times not so hungry, Mm -hmm. you know, or very active, maybe not so active and their food Mm kind of levels, you know? Yeah. So do you think this is specific to border collies or? Well, I believe that there's some, breeds out there that are not going to do well mm-hmm. with having food down in uh-huh. front of them all the time right. because of their activity level necessarily. Sure. Um, you know, I've owned a lot of breeds over the course of my life and I've always done that uh-huh. and never had a problem with huh. it. 
but that's interesting okay so i always like to hear about these new things and i think that that does have its merits i also think that if you do have a dog that has um some sort of behavioral issue and you want to keep it and you want to work with it controlling resources might be something that you could look into as well mm-hmm. um so yeah interesting it would be harder for somebody, I think, who is doing some dog training and they're using food as a reward right. when their dog isn't hungry because right. it has food in front exactly. of it all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. However, you could still use like a different, you could use a mm-hmm. high value treat and yep. versus their regular food. Yep. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Very good. Thank you for your honest answer on this hot topic. <laughs> well, we run things a little differently around here. That's for sure. Well, and that's why I like, um, that's what kind of uh, attracted me to you. I do like people that think outside of the box and figure out ways that work, um, even if it's contrary to popular opinion. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So what would you say do you want to give us top tips for integrating puppies into the home you have you only have a litter about once every two to three years is that correct yes I think the most I've ever had was once a year two years in a row (laughs) um the litter before this one was like three years ago now um not saying that won't change Mm -hmm. but you know this is a lot of work yeah and our dogs are working dogs so if mom is not able to work mm-hmm. that kind of takes out part of my farm hand I yeah. guess like their mom the um Ren who's the mom of this litter she is my kind of everything dog mm-hmm. so she works the sheep and the pigs and she's happy to work cattle and mm-hmm. you know when she's not there it's very obvious right to me um that- so that's harder. Um, we were talking. So the question was um, oh, integrating yeah, you, the dogs. Yes. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, I kind of went off on a side road. Um, integrating the dogs. Into well, your own. Like you pick up your puppy and. Mm-hmm. One of the helpful things about the way that I raise them is that they are exposed to the adults mm-hmm. a lot. And they're exposed to... Adult dogs or adult adult humans? Adult dogs. Both, yeah. So they're taught body language Mm -hmm. real early. And it's super important. Um, You know, we keep the dogs until... The puppies until they're at least eight weeks old. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think it's because they need to be with their mom. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. Their mom actually is hardly ever around them at this point. Right. Um, It's so that they learn dog language Mm -hmm. amongst themselves Mm -hmm. and around the other adult dogs mm-hmm. you know a warning is a warning mm-hmm. pull it back away yeah or there's going to be repercussions for it right right the best teacher to a dog is a, a, is a pack it? of dogs yeah 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 well as like caesar caesar has his pack yes caesar and, has his pack and he introduces the you know the behavioral problem dogs with the pack and i i, I mean i watch that show who doesn't and the the owners of the dogs are always like oh yeah, he's like the packs didn't take care of it. Yeah, they're, they're gonna be fine. Even like the ones that go in and want to scrap right away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't get involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get involved in the puppies scrapping with each mm-hmm. other, and I trust my adults to be fair with young mm-hmm. puppies. And 
you know, give them a fair warning. And of course, this is because you know your adults. You have mm-hmm. a long history with them. You wouldn't want to do this if you just didn't know the dogs involved. And not all dogs are capable of doing this because they might have come from a different situation. Just a disclaimer for people right. just right. not to throw you know, dogs together and think that's going to take care of itself. I mean, it, it would eventually, but yeah, I tend to be a little more laid back about it than a lot of people, I think. But um, that's I love that, though. Please rub it on me right now. All the laid back. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like I need it. Yeah. But that's another like I learn from observing people a lot. And so I watch you and I watch what you do. And I respect how you are with your dogs because I see your house. I see your dogs. Um, I see uh, how you act and there's just so much I don't need to worry about. There's a lot. There's a lot there. I think that you don't need to worry about. Yeah. The other thing too is that how we are as people will transmit to our dogs. Yeah. Right. So if you're worried, if you're worried, mm-hmm. you're kind of, you're probably going to put a little more stress on them. Yeah. They might get a little more worried. They mm-hmm. might get a little more reactive. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are an open person. Mm-hmm type personality your dogs are probably going to be a little bit more of an open personality right whether anybody believes that or not i don't know i've seen it over and over again Mm -hmm. with the dogs we produce right so you know something to think about maybe don't be quite so guarded with your puppies when people want to say hi yeah 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 that's a good one i've seen that where people are are really kind of guarded with their dogs mm-hmm. um they're worried about whatever mm-hmm. i'm not you know i'm not trying to pick on anybody but sure. i tend to be like oh sure yeah pet my dog yep. if it wants it sure great yep. that's fine if it doesn't that's fine too right you know but i don't want to decide for them necessarily right just to play devil's advocate i know in the city people can be obviously concerned because Mm -hmm. they don't want what if their dog bites somebody Mm -hmm. yep you know totally get that yep um that is a concern i get i don't I don't get the stories built around like, oh, my dog's afraid because somebody was like mean to them or um, or my dog is this way because it was abused or, you know, because yeah, I, do, I, I just don't feel like they hold on to luggage. I don't either. And and also <laughs> that's that's a big, huge story that now we're working on and which is not contributing to the wellness of the relationship. No, no. Uh, or the experience of just day to day life. Right. Exactly. So, so it's a lot of just fear, which I get, you mm-hmm. know, it's, yep. you're afraid your dog is going to get hurt. You're afraid they're going to get this. They're afraid. Um, and, and really it's just generally not doing what we think it is. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, exactly because we right. just don't have control regardless. Right. I think uh, that we can be pretty over, overprotective yeah, and agreed. it will and can create an issue with them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to mention if you can let go a little bit, um, it will upgrade your experience of your day to day existence a whole lot. I mean, something that I definitely work on cause there's, there's, there's no need for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the constant worry. So, okay, good stuff. Oh my gosh. I'm looking out the window and all the puppies are just sleeping outside in there and their exercise pen yeah their fresh air does them go oh my gosh okay so kind of the last thing i wanted to touch on unless you wanted to talk about anything is when you get well first of all i already want to say i have dibs on one from the next letter as well oh (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm already workshopping names in my head. And I good, don't even have Stevie Nicks. I don't even have Stevie Nicks home yet. It's probably gonna be Mick Fleetwood if it's a boy. Just just so <laughs> just so you know. Um, okay. But anyways, so um, when you have a litter, um, you usually put it like out on Facebook or uh, you do have a website. Um, the website is not up and running right now. We do have a Facebook page, which is Sundown Border Collies. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I don't even advertise. Because it's I all have, word of mouth at this point. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. word of mo- mouth. And some people are sitting on my list mm-hmm. for, a, you know, a while. Okay, like I, right. I do recall when Ren was born, <laughs> you know, four and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And as she was growing and you know being trained and stuff like that people were when are you gonna breed her when are you gonna breed her Mm -hmm. well we gotta get through the working thing first see if Mm -hmm. she you know stands up to it and then um decide about you know a good match for her Mm -hmm. um so i've had people on the waiting list for ren for a while Mm, uh uh-huh okay because you have a good reputation with breeding border collies i hope so well i think if you have a waiting list and word it's all word of mouth that the answer is yes to there i unwittingly stumbled into it because at cic we are um we're doing a camp up at turtle lake and i reached out to you because i needed some um volunteers or i wanted to know if there's any therapy dog people in the area and then at the very end of the conversation i was like oh by the way I'm kind of in the market for a new puppy and you're like well i just i just i have two week old puppies right now i'm like shut yeah up. and it, it was kind of an interesting situation because i had actually had three people um drop off of the list (gasps) for life circumstances or for whatever Mm. reason and that usually doesn't happen it was kind of a strange year so it opened up a puppy for you yay okay that's fate right it is 100% fate okay so when you have all these people so you have seven puppies you have seven people how do you go about matching and let me just preface this by saying one of the things I've really enjoyed is to just say you choose which puppy you think is right for me <laughs> that that's hard for people that takes a lot of trust oh yeah it does but it feels so good and you can just let go like of course we had a conversation you know you know me you know i have a therapy dog uh organization and that i you know you know me and my lifestyle and the plans that i have mm-hmm. um let me just put a disclaimer on this if stevie Nicks does not fit in as a therapy dog she does not have to be a therapy dog i don't have that expectation for her of course what we're doing with therapy dog work too is much different it's agility Mm -hmm. basically light agility and and we really want the dogs to be active so it's not like hospital work i wouldn't probably expect that of a border collie um so let's just say that and get that out there. But so we had your conversation and you know me and you kind of knew kind of what, what the deal was. And I'm, I'm just wondering how do you go about that with everybody and um, how do you match your puppies well, to people? Well, for me, it's really about having open conversations with yeah. um, the potential new owners and learning who they are and what they're looking for right. in um, a puppy and dog as an adult. Right. And kind of feeling them out are we a good fit for each other yeah you know not just the the puppy dog to them but for them to me and Mm -hmm. vice versa um sometimes personalities don't match sometimes Mm -hmm. um 
you know, I just don't feel like it might be a good fit for whatever reason. Uh And it's not any offense to them or me necessarily, you know. Um, So that's how I start off is Mm -hmm. conversation. Mm -hmm. And I, I need for the people to be open with me and honest with me. And I am that way in return. Mm -hmm. And that's throughout the life of the dog. Right. So that's really important for us. Right. Um, at that point, I kind of learn, you know, who they are and what they're looking for. And then as the puppies are growing and developing, I can kind of feel out, you know, what might be a good match for them. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, dogs change throughout their whole lives. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're new people and their experiences and you know, fill in the blank throughout their entire life. Right. They're shaping them. Right. And, you know, I have older dogs that are changing now. Right, right. Yep. You know, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So we can't just Ex- stick stick mm-hmm. them in this little box and expect them to stay that way. Right. Like, no expectations is really good. No just, expectations is great. That's the place to live right there. Right. Just show up and try to do your best, have some ethics and morals and let things flow past right right exactly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well okay so i just really enjoy you and i really appreciate all you do um for the dog community and just the animal community i'm super excited for your um horse rides your carriage rides you know i'm gonna be on it um and also if you're listening to this and wondering how can we have a conversation uh, about getting um breeding dogs and Um, purchasing a dog that's bred without talking about rescues listen to our we've had two previous podcasts with jamie and we do talk about that in i believe the first or the second one but go back in our in our um i don't know in our library and it is there and we do talk about it um if you have any comments or questions you can always hit us up on social media um but we're happy to we're happy to answer any questions about that if you should still have some. So we just want to thank you so much for listening. And we want to thank you so much, Jamie, for, um, for, for being on the third time. You are first three Pete. <laughs> thank you for having Jamie me down in the house. Three Pete, <laughs> the first one on the CIC podcast, canine inspired podcast. So, okay. Um, if people want to contact you though, um, for the sleigh rides mm-hmm. best place would be like social media your facebook page right now yeah you can contact me through sundown border college okay. or if you have any questions about herding um oh yeah herding lessons or the dogs in general you know you can reach out yeah do that sundown border collies.com sundown border collies on the facebook page oh okay got it mm-hmm. we'll put a link on that to the show notes as well and then that little that little just sentence you said at the end there you do hurting lessons i do yep how fun is that so it would be fun even if you don't have a working farm and you let's say live in the city just to come out and do a herding lesson just to get give your dog something super fun to do yeah we actually have a lot of dogs that come out here for the first time um to see if they have any instinct and Mm -hmm. even some that you know maybe don't necessarily have so much instinct but their their owners really like to have them out and 
just get them exposed to, to different yep. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Fun. Yep. We're also doing a herding clinic the end of July. Uh, we're hosting a Wendy Peters clinic. She's okay. an open level trainer and handler. Great. And that will be open to the public for viewing as well. Oh, it's so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It sure is. You can learn a lot. So, and it's just so inter- like just it's mind blowing to me. Yes. To really watch these dogs mm-hmm. and and then they they do their crouch. Yeah. And oh god, it's so cool to see. Yeah. It um, is. Okay, so and people, if they were interested in and in even just coming to watch that, they could look on the Facebook page as well for that? Yes, they can look on the Facebook page. Um, we'll be putting up a flyer. There will be auditing av- available as well as uh, I think we have a few working spots left. Right on. Okay, awesome. And if you are now thinking you absolutely need a sundown border collie in your life, Hold, buckle up, send Jamie a message, and hopefully you get on the list and get your shit straight and be a good person. Otherwise, she ain't going to take you, okay? <laughs> we don't want any bull around here. <laughs> I did check myself a few times. I was like, don't get, don't cancel me, Jamie. Don't cancel me. <laughs> I'm good. I'm trying. Uh, okay. Well, anything else before we sign off? I don't think so. Just thank you so much for having me on again. Yeah, of course. You know, there's going to be another one so um thanks so much for tuning in and supporting us you guys it really does help um, us as a nonprofit organization to continue to do our work uh, we do need all the support just a simple listen to the podcast helps if you like it share it if you know somebody who would be a good guest let us know if you have any questions or even differing opinions guess what we're cool with that too we just want to like stay connected and be respectful and kind to each other about it if we got anything wrong or if you have um something you want to add please do hit us up so thanks so much for listening thanks so much for being here jamie we see i see you um uh you matter and until next time get out there and do good with your dog bye